to Sword Coast Coast to Coast. This is your Dungeon Master Cameron reporting to you late at night where you gotta be quiet. You can't be too loud when it's late at night. But you can talk about Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, which is what we are playing. We're about halfway through this, whatever it is, going to the town of Bogbrook. The party's seen a big old orb. They've made some choices about what to do with that orb. Um, and that's where we're going to start right here. They've they've talked to the three members of Suda Fifty One, and now they are going to do some some sphery orby stuff. Hope you're excited about that. It's very good. Uh, we got two episodes left. We got this one, eighteen nineteen, and then that will be kind of the end, as I said last episode, uh, or the, maybe the one before that, of this kind of Tower of Obalon thing, or or the Obalon, the wizard wizard mystery. Oh. Listen to that. Well, I got talking. I'm yawning. That's how sleepy I am. I wonder if that made you yawn. I always wonder if that contagion of the yawn, if it works on audio. Anyway, point being, I think you'll find this very exciting. This is a great episode. There's a little bit of combat in this episode as it goes on. Maybe more combat than anything that we've done before, uh, but I think it's pretty lively and it goes pretty quick, and there's some great character moments in between. I think you'll really enjoy it. I will stop talking and let you get right to it. Check it out. What are your plans? Uh, I wanted to. Uh, I guess I'll. I'll ask Keel. I wanted to. Weg wanted to find out like if they'd done any testing on the object yet uh rider the dwarf says yes yes we have we've done many tests and like he he uh reaches around behind him and he has a what appears to be a big sketchbook what looks to be a big sketchbook he kind of whips it around his body and he opens it up and it's not a sketchbook it's a excel spreadsheet what yeah and he is like this is this is what silver does to it this is what gold does to it this is what copper does to it this is what titanium does to it this is what my shoe did to it this is what leather does to it and you just kind of like runs through and it's like all these like numbers and like alchemical symbols and you do not understand any of it <laughs> he's like pointing at to pointing at things and he'll be like you see isn't that so if we look at this and then this one he'll like flip four or five pages before and he's like and this one tells us that so therefore candelabras do seem to matter in shape and size when it comes to hitting the sphere. And so he's just kind of doing that. He's just giving you this, like, info dump that doesn't okay. make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody tried touching it? He says, oh, you want to touch it? Go ahead. Go ahead and walk on out there. You go touch it. All right. I'm going to throw the dwarf at it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you, he is uh, substantial. I think it's going to be hard to pick him up. All right, Kylie, go for it. <laughs> um, what? No. Okay. So uh, what? Uh, uh, so yeah, he's giving you this big info dump. All right. Well, I, d- I didn't get any of that. Um... <laughs> clearly, he's the molder of this outfit, right? Mm-hmm. Wait. What do you mean? Clearly, he's the molder. This isn't going to be one to one. There's three of them. Well, one of them. Is George the doesn't director. count. Yeah, one has to be Skinner, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. George is the smoking man. 
No, that's a that's a smoke elemental. <laughs> oh, okay. It's All literally right, a smoking man. Uh, so so they a method, yeah. Yeah. So they so they've done a bunch of clearly they've done a bunch of of experimenting with this thing. Uh, I turn back to Keel, uh, and say, "Have you managed to get it to open?" Um, and uh, so so Keel says, "No, we have not managed to open the sphere yet. We're very close. We think we have a, at least a way of opening a pathway." in it. it it will take many people it'll take many wizards and she kind of gestures at at the dwarf at writer so it'll take many wizards and lots of experimentation from wizards i guess to do it but we we feel confident in the next several hours that we will be able to open it and about that time a, a um another couple um dwarves come in these look like more traditional wizards they're wearing robes that kind of thing and they come in and they hand a new spreadsheet book to Ryder and they leave again very quickly. He doesn't speak to them. He barely even looks at them. He takes it and he just starts flipping through and looking at it. Anything good? He gives you the almost the exact same amount of uh, weird <laughs> data dump as before, but now he is referring to two separate books. Oh, great. <laughs> supposed to one. Great. He's like, so we found out that a spear shape uh, actually does matter if there will be less force in the deflecting blow through the mechanism that we have provided. So if, say, we could have a ballista that was in the shape of a candelabra, that might generate a 0.001% change in the mechanism, at least, of the uh, destruction process. And so I he see. just keeps talking about it like that. Hmm. Wag nods along. Mm-hmm. What's, your, um, what's your plan after you, uh, after you open a pathway into it? Well, she says, of course, the, we will go inside. Who is we? The the Suda Fifty One unit. Or yeah, the, the, and the army? yeah, no, no, and the, the, the major course says we will go inside. We will do it. We will destroy whatever is in there. Um, did you try divine uh, fire? What? Did you try divine? And he like pulls fire? his helmet down. He pulls his little face mask down. It's a death's head. It's like the skeleton looking thing. It's like nineteen oh, nineties okay. villain ass looking helmet. He says. He says no, no. We have not used divine fire. Okay. Um, Silverleaf is jealous of this helmet. I just mm-hmm. gotta say. He puts um, it back up. He goes back up. Can we go with you? And they they consider it and they say, "Well, you you appear to just be some people. Um, why why do you want to go? Wait, did you miss the whole thing? Yeah, Obalon. Okay." I say, hmm. We fought this thing. Hmm. We have experience. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've thought of a, a character move here. So uh, the Manticore uh, pulls his helmet down and he says, Oh, it would be useful cannon fodder. I'm thinking back yeah. to the death of my parents. <laughs> and the fact that they were destroyed by wizards so many years ago. And I wonder, had there been anyone in between them and the magic missiles? Some wizard fodder. If perhaps we would have been saved. And about that time, uh, uh, Keel reaches over and flips the helmet up. And and uh, the mm-hmm. Manticore goes, oh, gosh. What, what was <laughs> happening? Okay, face down, solid snake, face or uh, mask up, uh, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Was I in it again? Are we going to have to get a cameo in this game by... 
Gamer Kermit? No. <laughs> Gamer Kermit's on a, a, a different plane of existence, of course. He isn't Ravenloft. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that they probably, they are probably um, okay with you going with them. But, um, cool. Can we, like, get our hands on this thing? On what? The sphere? Yeah, like, uh, can we go up and, yes. you know, knock it around some? I don't, I don't think we should touch sure. it. Sure, sure. What will happen if, uh, uh, Ryder, what will happen if, if, uh, Kylie touches the sphere? It will, and he kind of looks him up and down, and he says, it will hurt. Okay. A lot. Yeah, Kylie, go touch it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, rude. I do think... I do think we should see what Divine Fire does to it, at least. Yeah. Okay. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, Ryder says, well, let's go right now. Let's find out. And he, he kind of he gets a, a, like a quill pen out. He, like, dips it in some ink, and he flips all the way to the back of the book, and he's, like, on a new line. He's ready to write. He writes in Divine Fire on the furthest left. I mean, this is going to be confusing because... He's <laughs> ready to fill in some spreadsheet. It is, of course, not actually Divine Fire. And then he he creates an uh, like open bracket question mark close bracket. Oh no, I Kyle, I won't say that alive. I'm oh. like Kyle would never deny that what he is doing is divine because he is a god, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But all right, yeah. Would so you're, you're going out? You're walking over to the thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if everybody else, yeah, I want to go. Yeah, I want to see this. I want to see this. So you go out, and you're maybe, you know, 50 yards or so away from the edge of this thing. You can see the small team of wizards. There's some, what appears to be a couple engineers, maybe, some tinkerers, um, and some wizards, of course, quite a bit of, of wizards. And they're just kind of doing different stuff. They're looking at it. They're experimenting on it. They're wearing, like, big metal gloves. So, so you see these wizards who are, like doing magic but they have like giant Guillermo del Toro clothes on and they're like trying to experiment <laughs> on like the thing to try to make it do stuff and um and sometimes it'll like fizzle and it'll go a little bit transparent then it'll come back and be completely opaque and um yeah you go right up to it the little clear patch and and Kylie what are you doing I I guess burn hands um so you all see Kylie so this is a spell right or you could, this is just an at will ability that you have uh, Yeah I can do it either as a spell or as a at will ability Okay which one are you doing here I I guess as like the at will ability Okay So you see Kylie gets in burning hands position two thumbs attached to each other fingers pointed out to create you know a small field of fire and the fire shoots out, and as it hits the uh, sphere, you see energy crackling on the, on the sphere, and it shoots toward where the flames are, and it travels up through the flames. It's almost like you know electricity moving through water or something like that. And uh, it jolts up into Kylie's body. Kylie, you take four points of damage and your spell ends immediately oh shit my bog bad yeah Tess, what do you think i want to try touching it with the candle okay i light the candle first though just okay to be clear all right so you're just lighting the candle and then prodding it with the candle yep okay same thing happens electricity goes all the way through it but it hits the candle and it stops 
Is the candle hmm. okay? Candle's fine. Looking good. Well. Yeah. So like. And Ryder Ridley, like, oh, he goes, oh, 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 candle, magic, candle, magic, candle, comma, magic, question mark. You know, right. no results. Oh. Do we have, like, anything else made of wax? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have normal candles, too. I want to try it with a normal candle. We have Ele- an enemy made of wax. Yes, we do. Uh, electricity shoots down from the thing. Same thing you saw the past two times. It shoots down, it hits the candle, it goes right through that candle and into your body. Okay. <laughs> uh, dealing five points of damage to you. All right. Oh, gosh. So... These these wizards, whenever they've been experimenting with the mm-hmm. the dome, have mm-hmm. they been casting spells or just like dealing with like alchemical components or what have you? Everything you can do under the sun, I think. I think okay. you know they are. This is this is their whole deal. Um, you know, this is they're some contingent of the Suda Fifty One unit. This is probably their whole experimental process. Okay, just want to check one way or the other. All right. Well, do y'all. Do y'all want to get healed, or do y'all just want to be hurt for a little bit? Because I can only heal you so many times. Yeah, I'm fine. I think we could also yeah, take a short rest, and they would use their hit dice. No, yeah, That's correct. What we we're we're fine. If, okay. Yeah. Um, they want to um, heal. So, I, I forgot if it was in the list of things. Did they say that they had put water on it? Um, They have not said that, but they have put water on it. Y'all, we are uh, we are a... Uh, we are an adventuring party, not a scientific unit. I think they're gonna like they're gonna open a gateway mm-hmm. in this thing. We could just wait until they do that. We don't have to like figure this out. For As Silverleaf says that, you uh, you hear one wizard experimenter over to your left say, "All right, we're ready. We're here, ready to do it." He puts on a hard hat. You know, or, or, no, it's actually a a hard wizard's hat. It's like a big cone. It's made out of like a traffic cone. Holy it's, shit! It's like a traffic cone made of copper. And he puts it on. He says, "All right, we're ready. Let's let's go." Like the round ones, things fall right on the top, but you can't fall on top of a cone. It'll just slide off the sides. That's true. And if you get flung through the air, you stick into the ground like a lawn dart. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real, it's a real thinker, you know. Um, all right then. <laughs> all right, so they get ready to open up the portal. You see one of them using a enchanted candle. You see one of them holding on to what appears to just straight up be a blowtorch. <laughs> you see one of them uh, with a wooden wicker chair with like a wicker bottom, and he has his arm through the the chair. Like like through the bottom of the chair, and he's holding a uh, just a big orb made of gold, and he's also doing some weird magic stuff with that. Uh, you steal that orb. Well, I mean, you know, think about what you want to think about the uh, kind of adventure party you want to be. And orb and cool helmet. That's what I want out of this so far. I'm okay. making a list. All right. And that's um, not you and I. And you see someone who's just eating, uh, who appears to just be like eating breakfast. And uh, just occasionally, just like chewing up a lot of food and spitting it in a bucket, and, like he is integral to this operation for some reason. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I thought you were—I thought you were going to say that they were also aiming him at the sphere. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, they, they were—they were wielding a man-eating breakfast 
as an important component. Yes. No, that is what I mean. They 100% <laughs> are. He is, for some reason, very, like, you know, important as, as part of this operation. But, you know, it's the this is the uh, brilliance of the Suda 51 unit. And uh, this is how they get results done. A small, like, dwarf-sized portal opens in the side of it. All this crackly energy. And, you know, it slowly but surely works its way across. There's someone um, very far away using a telescope. He's just pointing the telescope at the at the the sphere and just moving it, kind of like a like a stencil or something like that, uh, a stylus. All of it seems very strange to you, and yet it is opening slowly but surely. And he cuts a little dwarf-sized hole, very small. Energy is arcing across the portal, but it does look like someone could go through it. And uh, after putting on one of those copper hats, uh, Ryder Ridley scampers through there followed immediately after by uh keel horse she kind of hurries uh, behind and you know kind of bends over more than double to get through and then uh <laughs> the the manticore flops his helmet down and he says oh this is just like the last time that i saw the puzzler <gasps> he created a contraption for me to keep me from getting out from having my delicious Bogbrook water. Wag flips his his face part back up. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared to go in here. <laughs> flip it, flip it back down. <laughs> it's okay, friend. We'll go in. We'll go through together. Oh, flip it back down. He flips his own thing right now and says, "Oh, I can't wait to get in there. <laughs> I can't wait to do it." <sighs> and so he he also bends over more than double, and he's really got to get down. His head is almost to the ground, trying to get those horns in there. Uh, but he. But he makes it, and he goes through, and then one of the assistant wizards says, you better go if you're going. And you can see the uh, wicker chairs burning around the arm of the other wizard, and Uh-oh. you can see that the the breakfast-eating guys, he's almost done eating breakfast, so. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get in there. Wegg will go first, since he fits. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so what's the marching order here? Uh, I think it's by height. So that would be Wegg. And then, and then Tess, and then Silverleaf, and then Kylie. Is that the... That's probably right. All right. You all make it your way through. As you walk through, this is Bogbrook in front of you, but this is not the Bogbrook that you have heard of. It is... It's arid. It is the... You can see that there are these kind of lush... Um, you know, swamp trees that would normally be here that would have, you know, cast a big overhang and things like that. There'd be moss, there'd be all kinds of stuff like that. It's all drying up, and above you, instead of the the sun that you just saw, you see a deep red giant sun Hmm. up there. It's huge. Um, And there's not a lot of water that you can see where where there might have been mud, or there should be mud and bog and things like that. There are um you know waterless little holes that where there's not even like a the hint of the slickness of mud or anything like that in front of you is the small town of bogbrook and on a hill right above bogbrook you can see the most famous although there are lots of distilleries and wineries and things like that here in the area because of the the general cultural appreciation for things made here for alcohol that is made here so, so, but the, the largest, the most historic uh, 
of the um, of the wineries is on a nice little hill right above the town big three-story mansion looking building and uh, it, it kind of dominates the the field of view in front of you I I uh, are, are, are uh, keel and and them with us yep they're all right there they've, all right they've there. all kind of like crouched down in a little gully I go over to them and and ask Kiel, realize that I forgot to ask them how long the sphere has been here, and then ask them that. They say, "Well, this 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 seems like something you could ask us before, um, but but yeah, the you know, a few weeks ago we received word that there were disappearances here, and you know, honestly, there are disappearances in a lot of parts of Cormier. That's not that weird, so we didn't investigate." And then we stopped hearing anything altogether from Bogbrook. And then by the time that we got here, there was a big sphere. And we've been here a week and a half experimenting. I want to ask Keel if she's been to other planes before. Um, she says, uh, she says no, no. So it appears uh, as the it appears that Bogbrook has been supplanted, absconded. Was your question going to be, is that good or bad? No, I, I thought there was a question at the end of Tori. I, oh. it was a, I thought it was a question, but it was a statement. Wait, Cameron, you, you probably said this. Is the sphere still there? Uh, behind you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So we can still see the sphere, but there also is the sun in the sky still. Yeah. It kind of, as you look up the side of the sphere, it kind of begins to disappear a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like almost like there's a wall that kind of just fades out of view as you look up mm-hmm. at it. It disappears. It it disappears. Kylie turns to Kale and says, "If you weren't on other planes before, you are now." And we start to walk. It's really cool. Yeah. Does Wag say that out loud? Yeah. Uh. uh yeah, I like the idea that Wegg is like slowly but surely becoming a fan of of yeah. <laughs> the maybe the worst bad habits of Kylie as a, <laughs> as, as a you know the worst bad habits. Cameron, uh, just an oncoming tyrant. Last episode, um, he cut off someone's finger, but the one-liners—that's the bad stuff. Well, the one-liners allow him the mental capacity, the the confidence to cut off fingers. I think personally, but. Um, Okay, yeah, you, you make your way there. Basically, where where are you going? What's your intended destination here? I figured we'd head to the brewery. Okay. The winery. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, the the three, the Suda 51 unit, are kind of right behind you. Or no, they're maybe right in front of you, actually. You're kind of you're following them a little bit. They hurry and scurry and get in front of you. And you make your way to the town. Basically, you're going to have to walk your way through the town or around the town to get up to the um, uh, winery. What is you're going through the town? What do y'all think? Um, yeah, we, have we seen anything or any sign of life? You haven't really stopped to look though, either. Okay, yeah, but it's this is a t- there's not people like walking yeah. around. No. Okay, and there aren't like. You know, creepy patrols of evil guards or anything like. No, that you see so far, no. Well, yeah, let's I uh, let's head through the town then and keep an eye out for anything like signs signs of life, like you said, Kylie, or um, 
uh, Wegg is is going to keep a lookout for like signs of time difference. Like see if th- see if anything seems older than it should be, or like if things seem like untouched for a long amount of time, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. Um, as you get to the town, they the um, the three people with you are kind of in the order of uh, the Manticore, and then um, uh, the the wizard uh, Ryer, and then Keel. And um, they're they're kind of you know maybe twenty feet in front of you. They're they're kind of leading point here. And hold on, let me do a little bit of a roll. Um, the you hear a like very heavy footfalls. Boom, 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 boom. It's a big ass golem. And as uh, the manticore, (laughs) among other things, yes. Um, but as the manticore is kind of scurrying across maybe a, a crossroads, you know, like a little town square, a little street, um, you see the manticore turn to his right just in time to get completely tackled, like slammed into, knocked down by, yeah, a 12, 13 foot trash golem. Oh, no. Um, <sighs> Kylie. I, it says, yeah, test, you know what to do. Weg Weg is gonna cast whole person on the <laughs> on the uh on the on the trash golem. Okay, go ahead. Alright, well Weg Weg pulls uh an iron bar out from the mini folds of his cloak, holds one end of the iron bar with his left hand, and reaches for the other end, and uh the closer he gets, the harder it is to reach for it, but he does put both hands on either side um and i forget if the golem gets to make a saving throw or not yeah it does it it makes a saving throw what is your spell dc it's It's 12 or no 13 it's 13 it should be 13 now yeah yeah okay the you what you you all see weg do this right and and notably Weg is. Are you like standing in the middle of the street and doing this, Weg? Yeah, just as as soon as as soon as I see the Mandacore get tackled, it's just like, all right, bars coming out. Okay, so uh, Keel uh, has taken cover over to on the right side of the street. Is like hiding behind a fence. Uh, Ryder dove through a window, <laughs> smashed through that thing, getting out of the way. Um, you're holding the bar. The manticore is on the ground, and the golem turns to look at you. So remember that it's almost like this power armor-looking thing, right? These golems mm-hmm. are built out of the human or, or, or humanoid body, and then they are, are kind of built on top of that, and they fuse with with the flesh. And in the center of this golem, there there is a, a humanoid, but it is shriveled. It's older. This is this is a corpse. Um, oh gosh! Oh. Th- you know this is not someone who is uh, still living. Um, uh, so whole person's not gonna do anything. And so you do that, and you kind of feel the energy leave your body, and you know move. The spell is moving toward uh, the golem, and it does not affect the golem. The golem looks at you, or or at least the 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 flopping corpse head kind of flops in your direction. Mm-hmm. And then it looks down at the manticore and takes both arms up in the air. These are massive. I mean, this thing is, you know, 12, 13 feet tall and its arms are probably four feet around. You know, these things are huge. 
and it smashes both hands down on the manticore, dealing quite a lot of damage. Manticore is is uh, hurt substantially. You see one of the antlers on his um, on his helmet snap off and fly through the air. You see it shine in this big, deep red sun as it, you know, canters through the air. Uh, Wag is extremely alarmed and says, Kylie. I guess I would run up and um, trying to grab the... Um, I'm presuming that there's going to be one of those cores in the back of it. Okay. And looking to try and get around the back of it and jump up and grab that. Okay, you run toward the golem and, and you're doing that. You're looking for the core. You see what is less like a core and more like a big armored backpack. You know, in the golems that you saw before, remember it was exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, Tess was able to get her claws in there and kind of rip it out. This this looks like a, you know, a big substantial kind of block that's a couple feet across and, and tall on it. Uh, I stab into the backpack, I guess. Okay. Um, give me a, a attack roll. Thirteen. You all see Kylie kind of haul back on this thing and try to smash this big box that looks like it's on the back of the on the, of the golem, and your sword bounces off. Um, you immediately get the sense that this is not whatever this is is very heavily armored. It is protected quite on purpose. This is kind of the final form of these golems. This is the perfected build, as it were. Um, mm. You might not be able to cut through this at all. Okay. Um, I yelled to others, any ideas? Light it up. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> can you melt it? <laughs> I, mean, I could try. No, not without it getting a turn in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was hoping that somebody else would do something to mm-hmm. help save well, this well, dude. I've, d- I've, I've done a thing. I've done. Yeah, Weg. Yeah, Weg's done this turn. So Tess, you you have an action you could do, but um, Silverleaf <laughs> is quietly following and hiding uh, in a uh, in a house right now. Um, I want to try and get uh, George out of harm's way. Uh, okay. So going and dragging him or picking him up or something like that? Yep. Okay. Well, do you want to drag him? you want to pick him up? What do you want to do? Uh, how how big was he? He's, he's like a tall human. So, you know, he's probably six feet tall. He's wearing full armor. So he's probably yep. pretty heavy. Yeah, I'm just going to drag him. Okay. Um, give me a uh, uh, an F athletics or acrobatics, whichever you prefer. Acrobatics, it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, fourteen. Okay, so um, you all see Tess uh, run up and uh, kind of staying very low to the ground, and uh, the you're. Because basically, and this is the reason I'm having you make this roll, too, is you're entering into the effective zone of this golem, and you're also trying to leave, too, right? So I'm trying yeah. to figure that out. Um, and so, yeah, while moving. So you see Tess kind of go and almost down on on four legs, like staying very low. The golem sweeps 
over like to to its left to try to to get you to knock your feet out from under and you very easily kind of do one of those weird like somersault jumps over it um uh, very hong kong cinema style and then you uh grab the manticore and just you like dig your one arm or one hand one clawed hand into that gap between like the breastplate and then the uh like the arm armor you know where he can have some motion you just dig your whole arm right in there and latch on to him and then start running um uh, sadly he's very heavy and you're not super strong and so you're able to drag him maybe 30 feet away over near a house but not indoors or anything like that Mm -hmm. in in the uh, amount of time the golem turns around and it sees um kylie who is standing right there, kind of sword in hand. And it's, uh, what's your AC there, Kylie? 17. It tries to just bring its arm down on Kylie with one arm and misses with the first one. So Kylie just kind of takes one step over to the side, very much like in, um, what is that? Uh, like in The Return of the King where, where they shoot that big rock or whatever and that the orc steps out of the way you know what i'm talking about yeah mm-hmm. it's just like that yeah so the other arm swings down uh and this one does hit you um and you know kylie as the as this arm is coming down to clobber you on the head that you've basically just stepped right into by dodging the other one Ooh. as it's happening you're remembering back to the last time you got hit by a golem yeah. And it hurt. Yeah, it stepped on me. It, yeah, it, it squashed you. It hurt real bad. And this does not feel any better. You take 14 points of damage. Oof. This, in fact, feels way, way worse. But I don't think it does, but... Well, in the, in the immediate moment. <laughs> yeah, <does>. yeah. <laughs> I think the last one was, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it got to hit you three separate times. Yeah, it was like 19 or something. <laughs> um, um, okay, so there's that. Yeah. You can hear, um, as you're getting hit, you hear um, the the Suda 51 unit yell, Run! Run away! <laughs> and uh, after, and as it's hitting you, uh, the... Um, what do you call it? The the kind of dead thing on the inside of it, it perks up. It you know it kind of goes rigid, and it opens its mouth, and you hear <laughs> out of it. That's uh bad. Um, that sounds like it's calling its friends probably. Let's see, this sounds bad to you. It sounds good to Kylie. Because what that <laughs> what? says is that. That thing, it's not just like a residual corpse, right? That it um, is actually undead? Yeah, that like, like th- that says to me that like the golem isn't just the trash, right? It would have to be, yeah, it was, it was, uh, Obalon suspected that it was some kind of necromancy. So that would track that. Yeah, yeah, so what I'm um, saying is if I kill this thing on the inside, maybe that kills the golem. Right. 
um, but it also sounds like there's maybe going to be who knows how many more other golems here in a minute. Um, Kylie tries to cut off the arm. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Kylie, you reach back with your long sword and you try to hack at the arm. This is something that you and your group have done before. You've cut the arm off of one of these things. Give me an attack roll. Um, that is I am the arm. a natural 20 plus 4, so 24. This is... Oh, that's also the... a critical, right? Mm-hmm, that's critical, yeah. We don't, yeah, the plus 4 doesn't, doesn't really matter on a natural 20. Um, the important thing, you know that this is the truest strike that you have made against a golem in your entire life. This is, it, you know, you hear your, the, the blade singing through the air. This is the perfect right angle for you to hit this arm. This is the best strike that you could make against it. And in your head, just briefly, you hear something say, yes. And as it hits, your blade is turned and knocked away. Clang, off. Your sword cannot penetrate into this creature. Um. Do does the fire around my sword do anything? No. Okay. This is almost like some of the experiments you saw outside about, or it's actually very similar without the energy feedback to you using fire against the sphere out there, right? It's this kind of like um, ineffective, but with no returning violence, basically. We should run. Alright, so we need a candelabra shaped ballista with. <laughs> Wait, the ballista doesn't have to be shaped like a candelabra. <laughs> so. Ammunition. Is anybody so, hungry? Yeah. So, yeah, we should run. Okay, so you're gonna run. What is your. To, to where? I wanna go to the winery. Alright, so your uh, chest is running toward the winery. Um, or other uh, people follow. I do not care if anyone follows me. <laughs> I, you... I care. I'm going to follow Tess. Are you leaving the manticore on the ground? No. His I... his uh, helmet is flipped down over his face, and he, and he said, This is just like the time that I fought the hybrid commando. <laughs> his extreme. His I'm extreme flipping up his helmet. Paralyzed me. It. it it broke my back, but I healed myself with wizardly magic. So you flip it up, and he says, Oh my gosh! It hurts so bad! It smushed me! I don't know if this is any better. Ow! Owie! Um, flips it back down. <laughs> no, I like this guy better. This will make me stronger. Can I, will, I will only be, I'll, I'll become a golem myself. Can I take off the helmet? You can try. <laughs> I think we have other priorities. Yes, that's <laughs> okay. the problem. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think we should go to the to the winery. I think that's where all the golems are. I think. Okay, look. My you hear boom, 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 boom. Um, you can continue your conversation. I'm just letting you know. The only way we're going to be able to stop these golems is if we kill the wizard controlling them. I think the winery is the best place to check. All right. Kylie casts Expeditious Retreat and runs towards the winery. 
<laughs> Does that just make your run speed way faster? Yeah. I got super Does fun. it do it for everybody or just, no, just, just me. you? <laughs> Kylie, please take the manticore. Okay, I, I pick up the manticore. And... So you see Kylie uh, kind of, you know, kind of like take a deep breath, close his eyes, you know, exhale low, and then, hmm, like eyes wide open, fiery eyes, and then just starts booking it, yeah. <laughs> running much faster than he normally should be able to, addition, and he scoops up the manticore. In addition to all other movement, as a bonus action on each of my turns, I can move double my movement speed. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he's just moving a little bit faster than you are. He scoops up the manticore. Yeah. I guess fireman carries Whoa. him, something like That's that. That's like a... That means like I'm moving 120 feet mm-hmm. <laughs> every six seconds. Correct. Got that speed. It's, that's very fast. Yeah, yeah, you're going fast. <laughs> Wait, okay. you said a little bit faster. Yeah, it's a little bit fast. It's not impossibly fast. It's not rocket ship. Do you want me to describe it like a rocket? And you see. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought the Manticore was moving a little bit faster than me. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you're moving faster than <laughs> I'm everybody like, I'm else. I'm really booking it. Are you... <laughs> um. So yeah. So Kylie scoops him up and then runs toward the winery it's up a hill that hill is actually kind of almost like a cliff on your side that you're on it and so there's a path that is cut up it this is not like a sheer cliff side but it is pretty steep and you do need to take the path um it basically is a a, a short 25 30 feet of pathway and then like a little meadow and then uh, you can use that meadow as a switchback to kind of go up the hill a little bit and then back and then back um and uh and yeah so everyone give me a so you're running i'm assuming you you move faster than the golem that's just an assumption on my part but how are you going to lose the golem or is that part of the plan i'm i'll uh i'm gonna cast web on it okay and then i'm gonna run okay um what's the uh do i just need to make a save on that yeah it's a it's a dexterity save uh 14. okay I'm looking at the exact things for it while I'm doing this. And it will restrain them. Uh, It super fails. So it is restrained for one hour. Okay. So you you all see Silverleaf kind of behind you. He's following you, and then he turns around, pulls one of those, uh, uh, you know, song sticks, basically, out Mm -hmm. out of his pouch. And then, uh, are, are you just casting it on the ground, or is this going to be, like, in between some buildings or something like that? Yeah, this is, like, um, you know, in between a building and a fence and a barrel. And, uh, yeah, basically, I sing the song, um, and you see, they look, you know, they're like, I think they look more like uh, like fishing nets. My webs are fishing nets. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, like, the... The golem, uh, I don't think they're restrained for the full hour. It's just like it gets stuck and like is restrained um, and has to like fight its way out and can continue trying to move through the space. But it, hopefully, it's enough time for us to to like get out, you know, get around a corner and uh, and then out of sight and up this hill and uh, you know, out of sight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, that that one hundred percent works. As after you do it and as it starts getting restrained and kind of stuck. In this big fishing net that that's stretched across its path, 
Um, you can actually see two other golems at the other end of the street. So very far away, but they're rounding the corner and coming towards you. So there uh, are additional as, golems. Sorry, Wegg. Go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, as as Wegg sees the net go off and, and sees that it worked, uh, I yell back to the rest of Suda51 and say, come on. All right. Yeah, they run out. Uh, the uh, rider literally just jumps out of the same window he jumped in. Uh, he does a little, little barrel roll on his way out. <laughs> a barrel roll? Yeah, he spins in the air like a He's torpedo. Yeah. He's very agile. He uh, <laughs> A horizontal movement? Yeah. He's awesome. Like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> exactly, like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like a million percent that movement. So he He's jumps out. He's got the pointy hat, too. Yeah. Oh, he's ready to go. Um, so he comes his out. His name is Ryder. Yeah. It's like Raiden. Uh, so yeah, and they make their way around. They kind of go around some other buildings. They, they kind of they're trying to break line of sight with this golem. They come around the other edge of the web and uh, they follow you up the path. Tess, you're in the lead. What are you doing on your way up that path? Just running at full speed, or what are you doing? Yeah. No, I'm just poking at like. Do not okay. want to get caught by these golems. <laughs> Okie dokie. So Tess, you make it up to basically the second meadow, the second like landing on this hill uh, as you're making your way up. You've gone through one path, you walk through one meadow, you go to the other path, and now there's a second meadow and there's another path, and then you're at the top of the hill where the uh, this big three-story kind of magisterial-looking mansion, that's the winery, is... And you run smack dab, almost, you know, you almost literally run into two creatures um, that appear to be exactly the same as Garago when you saw him on the island all those months ago, or not months ago, days ago, a couple days ago. I I want to stab one of them. Okay. Uh, you do not have, you, I think, were focused so intently on running into them that you are not going to get to act first on this. Um, but one of them uh, slashes at you with its claws and hits you um, and slashes with the other claw and does not hit you. You take some amount of damage. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh gosh. Oh goodness. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh. Ten. You take ten hit points of damage. <laughs> Heck. By getting slashed with the, with the thing. Uh, it doesn't have any weapons on it. It has a little bit more ragged clothes uh, than a normal, you know, just like an average everyday person might have. Um, you know, bald, no hair. Uh, kind of tall, like I've described them before, is kind of like a withering elf, that kind of uh, description. I've shown you a couple pictures of those in the Discord. The first one hits you like that. The second one swings at you as well with one claw and hits you and does another nine points of damage. All right, well, I'm dead. Are you fully dead or you're just down? Uh, uh, down. I don't actually know what counts as dead in the question. Okay. okay, good. You gotta make death saves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you are all following very closely. She misses these things uh, and uh, runs smack into them and they boom, boom, knock her down very quickly. Who is next in line? 
Um, I think it would be Kylie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. Okay. If I have the time to do it, I'm going to drop the manticore and um, try and stab one of them. Um, eighteen. You 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 hit. Go ahead. Roll damage. Four damage. You're basically hugging the manticore as you're fighting these things around the other side. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's like a beautiful dance. <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh, you'll destroy these creatures. I know it. This is exactly like the time that I fought the the werewolf dog. Uh, the bounty hunter. They're horribly violent. They have brutal, vicious claws. I was infected with werewolf dog disease. Um. Is this where is this a dog that turns into a werewolf? So it's like a dog that turns into like a bigger, angrier. Dog? No, a dog that turns into a man who is a werewolf. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Um, yes, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, and now I turn into a dog that turns into a man that turns into a werewolf. <laughs> it's only four damage, um, though. Okay. Um, from my green flamed. Uh, my green flamed blade um the other guy also takes one point of damage just from being around yep um green flame leaps um from target to target hmm yep okay cool yeah so they take a little bit of damage and uh who is next in line Uh, i think it would be wig because i covered the escape with uh right sure what you gotta do here wig uh, I want to try and get my hands on Tess and use um, Spare the Dying. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you do that. You kind of get in there. Um, you're you're right under, basically, these these two creatures that are standing here. But but you get in there and you use Spare the Dying. You don't have to make any roll for that, right? No, it's a cantrip. Okay. It's just as, as long as I can get uh, at physically touch her, she stabilizes. All right. So, really, what are you doing here? Okay, I'm going to cast uh, Ice Knife as a second level spell, um, and because it's a second level spell, I can sculpt that spell such that it doesn't, it's like splash damage effect doesn't hit anybody who's in the fray. Okay. Uh, or any of my friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm going to attack the one, the same one that's already damaged that uh, Kylie attacked. Okay. Um, and then they have to make a saving throw. So. Okay. Saving throw is 13 uh, or 14? Uh, 14, yeah. So uh, I attacked for, or uh, I rolled a two hit for um, 16. All right. Does that hit? Oh, yeah, yeah. It hits. Okay, so that one takes three cold damage. The shard explodes, and uh, the uh, if they have to make dexterity saves against my saving throw, and uh, if they miss, they take 10 damage. Okay. Um, they both missed their saving throws. I rolled those immediately. Nice. So, okay. Um, so the first one, they, he's looking a little bit worse for wear. It's uh, not looking. I say he. These they uh, whatever the uh, like phenotypical gender characteristics are. These creatures you don't really have access to. So the these creatures are um, the first one is looking a little bit hurt. This this ice shards are sticking into him. It doesn't seem like these creatures know very much about ice. Oh, um, right. And uh, they're, they kind of shake their heads a little bit, and they're communicating in, in their language that, um, sadly, none of you know. Um, back to Tess. You are stable, um, which means you're just not having to roll death-saving throws. Alrighty. So now you can be healed. 
I will keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you have zero hit points, and you're unconscious, but you are not having to make death saving throws. All right. These two creatures. The first one swings at Kylie. Um, hits with the second attack for... Oh, golly. Uh, hits you for uh, 15 damage. That's worse than the golem. It's pretty... These are sharp. These seem a little bit more practiced at uh, stabbing and slashing and hitting what are their... than a golem does with its big smashing arms. What are the, their um, um, weapons like? Are, are, oh, are they using their weird arms? Yes, they're slashing you with their claws. Okay. I think I said when you came up that they had weapons, but they don't. Um, they have slashing claws. And um, they're very offended that you called them weird arms. I, I don't care. And uh, as you get hit, uh, the Manticore, of course, says, "Oh, this is just like the time that I fought the crashing vampires. They slashed at me with their vicious claws. I have scars all over my body." I have to use healing ointment on them, on them all the time. When it's when it's cold out, they ache. Kylie says, this is just like the time I fought another one of these, and he gave me this, and he points to the scar across his throat. Mm, the other one slashes at Wegg, who is kneeling at its feet. Wegg, what's your, what's your uh, AC? My AC is 16. Um, it does not hit you, surprisingly. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so small. <laughs> yeah, it kind of slashes over, and you can tell it's like, oh, it's one of these. <laughs> one of these creatures. Um, Weg, what do you want to be doing? Oh, wait, wait, wait. So relief. Or, nope, I'm sorry. Kylie, what do you want to be doing? Yeah, I, I guess just stabbing the one that's worse for wear. Okay. So you're swinging your sword at it? Yep. Give me a, give me a attack roll, then. Um, 17. Okay, so you clonk it. Don't even need to roll damage because you all see Kylie kind of... Um, you Are you still using the two-handed method here? Yep. Um, okay, still kind of weirdly hugging the manticore here. And you see him kind of cleanly and efficiently, and maybe with a little bit of help with that green flame. Who knows? Slashing through. I thought you were joking about the hugging the manticore. I assumed that I had just dropped him. No, in my mind, you are, he is still over your shoulder and you're basically hugging him okay. <laughs> while fighting um, creatures on the other side of his body. Yeah, um, also, th another one point of damage to the other one. Okay, yeah, As so that happens. Around, yeah. Alrighty, Weg, what do you want to do? This one is down. There's one down, and how close is the other one? It's still it's, up? He's right above you. He's right on top of my, um, my deal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to heal Tess and also not get killed by okay. this guy. Um, Healing word and disengage. Yeah. Yes. What does disengage do? It's just like back away slowly, basically. Oh, okay. So so is, is a... If I healing word, Tess will be back on her feet enough to take her next turn correct okay uh then i'm gonna do that i'm gonna uh do i get anything out of healing word if i cast it as a level three spell 
You got it? What do you What do you think? Yeah, um, it increases. So it uh, does uh, 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier, and then at higher levels, it increases by 1d4 for each slot level above first. Okay. So, so yeah. If you cast it as a second level spell, it would be 2d4 plus your ability modifier. All yep. right. Well, I'm, well, thank you all for that information. I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going to cast Healing Word as my second of three um, level two spell slots for today. Um, or did hold word count, even though it didn't hit? Oh, yeah, it counts. <laughs> it counts. Okay. Hold mm-hmm. person. Sorry, not hold word. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hold word all day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that is 2d4 plus which modifier? It's basically um, plus three two times, so plus six. 11. There you go. All right, Tess, you are healed for 11 hit points. Slide whistle sound. <laughs> Weg, Weg pulls out a slide whistle, which is his secondary holy implement, <laughs> and uh, plays a, a little doodle. <laughs> and then and then I also disengage. Yes. So you take one step back. It is Silverleaf's turn. Silverleaf, what are you doing? There is one creature who is still up. Ready to slash. I'm going to magic missile it. Okay. Um, so I don't think I even have to roll for an attack roll. You don't. Because it's so accurate. Um, nine damage. Force damage. Okay. It takes nine force damage. You see the tss, uh, it, it, you know, it kind of sizzles into it. And it also seems a lot more familiar with magic missile than it was with ice knife. Mm-hmm. Tess, what are you up to? Oh, shoot. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to get back on my feet and, like, stab at one of them. Okay, go ahead. Give me that attack roll. Or there's only one, one of, up. Uh, yeah, uh, one, one died. I rolled a 19. Okay, that hits. That is 10. Okay, so you, you all see Tess kind of, you know, shake her head a little bit and then stand up. And as she stands up... Because this is with, a, what, a short sword or a yeah. dagger? short sword. Okay. You see her st- stand up, and as she's standing up, she takes her short sword and kind of buries it in its torso and stands up with it and lifts it off the ground. And it it kind of goes, wah! And this, is dead. That's so cool. And the mantic horse says, that, that was very cool. That's the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever seen. It reminds me of the time that I fought... <laughs> I'm gonna flip his visor. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm, I'm hurt so bad. Why is this? Why is this, why is this big guy hugging me? Wait, Maybe does he alone. not know what? He doesn't know what happens when the other one is there. I haven't thought about it. I haven't thought about the rules. <laughs> of what he knows with the helmet or not? Okay. Oh. Kelly um, says, "Tess, are you alive?" Oh. Yeah. Let's go. Sorry. Judging by what I've seen, if I got that helmet, Tess, if you stole this helmet, I could be the Manticore when I wear Tess, it. Tess, don't steal that helmet. Please do. Please, please if flip you the want the helmet, down. you steal it. Tess, please, please, whoever is holding the Manticore, I think we should flip it back, back down. down. I think I like the sound of him uh, telling cool stories about all of his battles more. No, I like this. this we like, can do whatever we want. This camera has to keep the background noise going. Wait, can you heal this dude? 
What? Can you heal him? Um, is it how? Yeah, how? Yeah, I guess he is. The hurt wizard too. comes up and he shuts the helmet. Okay, <laughs> we have to keep going. Okay, let's keep going. Okay. I, Cameron, for a second, I thought you meant Overlon. Overlon appears. He shuts the helmet. I was like, oh shit. He shuts down his whole plan. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Before we have to go, mm-hmm. I search the bodies. Wow, That's, I think this is the first time. No, anyone has done that. It's close. We, we did it for the blonde this is like guy on one hand. That's true. Uh, we we all know about that one. Um, okay. Well, uh, what are you looking for here, Silverly? Uh, possessions. Okay. Um, you know, clues. Uh, gold. Magic. You, yeah, you find um, no gold. Um, th- these are kind of like ratty clothes. Um, you know, these are not. These are kind of like rough for wear, but they do kind of look like like townspeople's clothes. And as you go through it, you don't get the sense that these are like the possessions of the creatures who were wearing these. You get the sense that these are just clothes that were pulled off of some people, and then they're wearing them. So there's like a house key in here. There is, uh, you know, it's like on a little rabbit's foot keychain. There is a a couple a couple pieces of gold, but nothing of super importance. Um, there is a tourist brochure for touring the winery. Um, and does it have my po- does it have the does it have like the the origin story of Bogbrook on it? It absolutely does. Okay. Uh, two brothers. I take that because I'll uh, read it later. Two two brothers who had a passion for swamps and wine decided one time in in 1965 to leave their homes on the coast, Sword Coast, of course, and mm-hmm. to travel inward to Bogbrook um, in order to really get back to the authentic form of of traditional wine creating and it continues on from there of course cool does it tell the legend of uh of lord bogbrook uh yes it does in fact yeah that's on there it's on it's on the back if you want to read it or something like that later i will yeah i'll uh, remind me later i'll read i'll read it okay um so yeah so that's about it little small possessions like that okay there's I the winery in front of, of you, and you hear boom, 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 coming up the path behind you. Um, let's get in this winery. Okay. It is an inhuman tragedy that I forgot to remind Silverleaf to tell you about the legend of Lord Bogbrook. Perhaps we will get that in the future, but uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. It's interesting to hear the party just repeatedly electrocute themselves to see what's going on there. Um, and uh, I like I like all the golem stuff. I like I like every 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 single about this every single thing about this thing, all coming back together. Uh, you know, really making it work for me. I really enjoy playing the Manticore. I think, I think, I think people like the Manticore even when he's screaming and hollering. Anyway, uh, if you like the show, you can go to rangedtouch.com in order to see other things that we do here on the Range Touch Network. For more updates, go to twitter.com/rangedtouch. You can go to youtube.com/rangedtouch as well. I stream every Thursday uh, as part of the Range Touch Network, and so a lot of the people who are playing in this or who are fans of the show, check that out. You can go to twitch.tv slash rangetouch. 
You can follow me over there to check that out. And of course, if you like this show, you can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. That really does help. It keeps the audio lights on. The the lights on. That would be video lights. Owl lights. You know what I'm saying. Uh, that really does help. Go down to the description below this or just go to rangetouch.com and click on the little link for Patreon in order to get right to it. Wowie, what an episode. One more in this little uh, recording session that we did. I think you'll really enjoy it. This is as much as I did. I'm yawning again. Gosh, I'm very tired. I'm, I, I spent a long time editing these episodes. I'm so sleepy. If you enjoy how sleepy I am, uh, rate us on whatever whatever platform you're listening to it on I am babbling I'll let you get to the next episode I hope you enjoyed this one I enjoyed it a lot goodbye goodbye <laughs>